Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. This is Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. And I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com, my website, for all things animal communication, people medium, talking to your higher self, talking to angels, talking to babies. Um, You can also go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com radio. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash pet psychic radio and put your animal's photo and your question in the comments sections of today's post so we can so I can look at it while while I talk to your animal on the air. Um, you can call in to the show today at 917-889-2693. Again that's 917-889-2693 and you can also join us in the chat room. I have that opened as well. Um, Today, when I pull you guys on, I don't have I again today. She's um, hopefully she'll be back with us next week. I so miss her. Uh, so I'm going to do it the same way I did it last week and just call the last four digits of your phone number. And that's how you know if you're going to be on the air or not. Um, I love it when you guys post the pictures on the Facebook page. Um, So when you come on the air, just let me know if your animal's photo is on Facebook so I can start searching. And um, you want to tell me your animal's name. You can tell me their age and what they look like. It's good for the listeners to hear what your animal looks like, what species they are. Uh, and if they're, what sex, and also um, if they're alive or if they're in heaven. Um, we are going to go right in. I'm going to pull on our guest now. We've got a very special guest. We have uh, Carrie Schaefer-Ross. And so, Carrie, I'm going to bring you on the air. Oh, hi. Hi. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for joining hi. us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do and your passion for animals and, and what you do in the rescue world. Um, well, I am a big networker, um, which is basically means I get emails throughout the day, hundreds of them probably a day, and I can't send all of them out, but I try to forward them on to other networkers and rescue groups um, and just try to find these animals help. They are either in shelters or on the streets. Um, trying to help a lot of the street dogs down in Mexico because people down there just seem to not care about them and they're hit by cars and left on the side of the road. And so I've been pretty active recently in helping get some of those dogs across the border into rescue groups. Oh, how wonderful. And and I volunteer. Go go ahead. You're also very passionate about spay and neuter, correct? Absolutely, yes. we could all learn to stay and neuter and know the importance of that. We wouldn't see so many animals dying in the shelters every day. Mm. It's the only way to resolve the issue of the euthanasia over overabundance of that is to stay and neuter and make that mandatory. But we just we're not there yet, unfortunately. Mm. How much would you say that your network is when you start sending out emails and stuff? Like, how many rescue groups do you work with? Um. 
probably, I don't know, 25 to 30, um, depending on the areas. I mean, San Diego um, might not have as many that I'm connected with as L.A. or Riverside's not as big. Most of the groups are in L.A. and Orange County. Mm. Can you, what is it? I'm always like amazed by people like you because, uh, you know, for me in my work, I see a lot of suffering and, and um, I know that there's a lot of suffering in the rescue world. And so people like you sort of amaze me that you kind of have like a 24 seven job of like rescuing all these animals and networking them. And, and I know that there's like this feeling of like, you can't stop because if you stop, animals will die. What is that like for you? What does that feel like? Um, at first, it was very stressful, and uh, like you just said, I felt like I had to be on my phone 24-7, 365 days a year, and there was a point where I just I couldn't put my phone down or my iPad down, but you come to a point where you realize you can't save them all, and you know I can't send out hundreds of emails a day. I also work 8 to 5, so... I've just come to the realization, unfortunately, that they're not all going to be saved and you have to pick and choose which you think might have a better chance of making it out and send to groups. And, you know, if if there's seniors out there that need rescue, there's senior rescue groups and you have to just send those to certain people and hope they'll carry on the email because all it takes is one person to see that email and just by sending out the email to five people, you might find somebody who can rescue or at least somebody who can forward on to somebody else who will see it. But, mm. I mean, I, I've just come to learn you have to turn it off at some point. Yeah, but that's so good. That's probably a lesson a lot of people don't learn. It's amazing you yeah. learned it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It took me a few years, but <laughs> there's just yeah. a point where I'm just like, it's, you're, you're just, you feel overwhelmed by all these emails and animals. There's just so many of them. And that's why if we could learn to spay and neuter and make that mandatory in all of the 50 states, you know, maybe we wouldn't spend so much time trying to get all these animals out. And we don't even see a quarter of them that are at the shelters. The emails that come out, you know, there's maybe five or six of all the shelter animals that are are sent out by different volunteers who are at the shelter or different rescue groups or other networkers. Mm. It's a different so cycle. What can you say to those people who are like, "Oh, I don't want to see the pictures because they make me so sad." What can because my husband those is, pictures, Oh, he's one of yeah. those. Mm. He's one of those. He doesn't want to see it. But then, basically, you're just turning your back on the whole situation and and sticking your your head in the ground and pretending it doesn't exist. And you you can't do that because the more people that do that and pretend that the problem isn't there we're not helping the animals. We're, we're hurting them. So as hard as right. it is to see their pictures and, you know, the ASPCA has those ads on TV and my husband will immediately turn the channel. But to me, that's just turning your backs on the animals in need. And you just have to be strong mm. and know that you're helping them. As hard as it is to see them, you're helping them. And that's what it's all right. about. And like you said, it only takes one person to see it if you forward it on, which is Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. So, so um, so give a shout out to some of the rescue organizations and their websites that you work for, so that we get what get our. um, You have one that you told us about, which is RescueHouse.org. Can you tell us a little bit about Rescue House? Um, I volunteer with the Rescue House at their adoption center, um, which is down here in San Diego. 
And we are um, an all-volunteer, obviously, uh, based uh, cat rescue group. And all of the cats are either adopted through Petco or we do have one pet smart center um, in San Diego. And they're housed in foster homes, private foster homes, until they're ready for adoption or we have space available. And then they'll move to a Petco or PetSmart um, and stay at our adoption center and find homes. We are no-kill. So if the animals are maybe somewhere for a month or two and not adopted, we will move them to another center, maybe in another part of town where they have more exposure or different exposure. Oh, great. Um, and I, and I, I see... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I also um, am on their fundraising committee. Oh, neat. I see that they have a, an adoption fair this weekend, February 7th yes. and 8th. Down at the Morena. Uh, Petco down there um, by uh, SeaWorld. For all yeah, you we'll, San Diego people who are looking for some kitties. Yep, we'll have 50 to 60 cats that all need homes, um, all ages. Yeah, our, we do these every quarter where we bring in all of the cats from all of our eight or nine adoption centers and uh, just we have them in one area so that you can see all that we have to offer. And then that way hopefully we adopt a lot out and we can bring more in from foster homes and then when the foster home frees up they can take from the shelter um, and we also take from our relinquishment line when people move or find a cat that has been abandoned or injured um, we take a lot of injured animals you do oh that's so nice. yes. yeah. yeah yeah i think we're one of the few that will take in injured animals that need extensive surgeries mm -hmm. because we are able to fundraise, and last year one of our fundraisers made forty thousand dollars, which that was that was nice. I mean, it doesn't cover half our bills, but it's still that's a nice chunk of change to be able to put down on vet bills and be able to um, help more animals. Oh, that's wonderful! So their website for all of you is www.rescuehouse.org. Again, that's rescuehouse.org. You can also find them on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash rescue house and we have those links also posted on our Facebook page which is Pet Psychic Radio and so you have a little doggy that you would like uh, me to talk to today and I sure um, do you want to tell us a little about Bella do you know that Bella was rescued by the same woman who rescued my little Felix Ruth I she got I heard <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just love that. Ruth just gets around, too, huh? Doesn't she? <laughs> she does, yeah. <laughs> Bella was at the uh, Downey shelter, and um, she was rescue only because she was snarling and snapping at everybody that worked there, and Ruth saw something in her, took her out. They let her take her out into the community yard, and Ruth took a couple of pictures, and she shared with you know her rescue network, and I'm on her email list. And so I sent it to Almost Home Animal Rescue, who agreed um, if we had Foster to um, to rescue her. And I wasn't originally going to foster, but I ended up fostering her. And she had two homes. It didn't work out, but no fault of Bella's. It just they weren't the right homes for her. And after the second return, I just couldn't rehome her a third time. It just wasn't fair. So we added her to our menagerie of animals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's super cute, all of you. She's on our, our Pet Psychic Radio page, and she's a little Yorkie. Isn't she a little, little Yorkie mix, do you think? She or is, yeah, Yorkie. like a Yorkie, some other kind of terrier mix. She, yeah, she's super cute. Super cute. 
And so she has the issue where she doesn't let anyone touch her but you and your husband. Is that correct? Absolutely. No one can get near her. She's slowly trusting neighbors that she sees more often, but she's very nervous, and she sometimes will lift her little lip, and you can see her teeth like she's snarling at them. Mm. And is that just when they're close by? Yes. If they're not close by, she's barking at them. (laughs) Oh, she is. Okay. Okay, so we're going to ask her, like, why she's so scared of people and what happened to her in her past that make her so frightened. Um, um, I also kind of want to talk to her about, you know, maybe ask her about the Downey shelter, ask her about what it was like for her to be in the shelter and what she has learned from now being in a home. Just for, we can kind of send that out there to all the people who work for rescue because maybe they can talk to some of the animals in the shelters and kind of tell them what, what Bella has learned also. Um, okay, let's get Bella. Bella, are you listening? It's your, it's your turn. I, don't, I already know that I want to tell my mom that I love her. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I growl is because I found my home. I don't want anyone else to take me. You know what, though, Bella? You have your home for life. It's not a foster anymore. It's a home for life. So you can be friendly to to everybody. And if you're friendly to everybody, she's still going to keep you. Is that right? Absolutely. She's going nowhere. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going. You're staying home. It's your home. So you can be friendly. That's what your mom and dad want you to do. They want you to be friendly and trusting to everybody. She says she doesn't want people to pick her up and squeeze her around her torso. Okay. If I go to bite them, they squeeze me harder. Mm, oh. Maybe when they, when you go to bite or snarl, you're just getting held so you don't lunge out of ha- arms. I think that's probably more it. Or if they're trying to hold you away from them so that you don't bite. I don't like squeezing of my torso. She says she's been kicked before, too. Oh. She says she used to bite legs. But I don't do that anymore because I've been kicked. Does she look like she wants to bite legs sometimes? No, she she walks normally. Good. Good girl. Good girl. She says she likes the slurpy kind of meat. She said that slurpy kind of meat is really good in her mouth and back and in her teeth. Is she talking about with a wet food? Do you know what she's talking about? I don't. The slurpy kind of meat would be maybe like a wet food with gravy? Uh, Well, we put water in her food and she gets dry and then she gets like the loaf kind that we cut up into little pieces. Oh, it's like a loaf that you cut into? Okay, so let me see what she's saying. Are you saying that you like your just water in your food? Is that what you're saying? That you like that? That I like it even softer. Oh, okay. You know what she's saying? Is that sometimes back in her mouth hurts her, like back in like almost like where the jaw connects. And so she likes the slurpy kind of meat when she chews there. But what I'm wondering is, when she got kicked, if she got her jaw knocked out. Hmm. I did I have her at the. Uh huh. At the uh, vet. We took her. To, we. 
What were you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking to Bella. We we took her to the, the vet um, last weekend because she's chewing our furniture, and I thought maybe she would have splinters in her teeth, so I just wanted to have her mouth looked at, and the vets didn't see anything in, in, in her teeth or molars or anything. And how old is she now? Um, She's probably three, approximately. I think they knocked out her jaw when they kicked her. I think she needs to see a chiropractor. And I, and a, if a vet is not schooled in chiropractic, I don't know if you would notice it. But I have a feeling that's why she's chewing on your furniture, because she's trying to, like, grind that down. Kind of like how a puppy chews on bones when their teeth are bothering them. Okay. We do have some bone sticks that she likes. Yeah, I think you should see if she needs an adjustment and see if her jaw is out. Okay. I like to chew on furniture sometimes. Why do you chew on the furniture? Makes my mouth feel better. Way in the back, it's hard. See, I think you were picking something up. I think you were thinking, like, does she have splinters in the back of her mouth? Like, you were picking up something was hurting. You just couldn't figure out exactly what it was. Yeah, maybe I I can find a chiropractor down here, and, and you know, I'm not opposed to yeah. taking her in to, to have it yeah. looked at at all. Right. You have to be really nice, though, Bella, and you might have to wear a muzzle. Okay? Yeah. But he could fix you. He could fix that jaw problem, probably. She said, because also sometimes if she wears clothing, it feels like it strangles her. I don't like tight feelings around my neck. I don't okay. like that. Do you notice that? Um, she's got a harness that she wears, but other than that, um, this yeah. winter, I tried to put a sweater on her, and yeah, she tried to rub it off, so she doesn't wear yeah, clothes. like hurting her neck. I'll bet you anything, her neck and her jaw are out. Um, okay, so Bella, I want you to really listen, okay, about, about other people, okay? Even if you have pain in your body, your mom and dad want you to be friendly to other people and you're safe, and that's your new homework you can trust and lick and yawn and blink your eyes and really, really trust, okay? You're going to trust people. And let's tell everyone who's at, like, can you tell, do you have anything to say to all the other dogs that are at the shelter to help them? Do you have anything that we could tell people to tell them? Tell them to keep believing. If they keep believing they can be comfortable, it will happen. Aww. I almost gave up. But I really wanted a comfy blanket. Now she's really happy that she's comfortable with love. Good. She says that's what she would tell them, that they they can be comfortable in love. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> cute. Very sweet. Oh, well, Carrie, thank you for all that you do for rescue. It's amazing. And they, you help so oh, many animals. Oh, you're welcome. You My pleasure. In love. <laughs> Thanks for being our guest today. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad. All right, Carrie, you be well. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, everybody. So you can are in San Diego. You want to go to the Rescue House Big Cat and Kitten Adoption Fair this weekend, uh, February 7th and 8th from Saturday, Saturday from 10 to 4 and Sunday from 10 to 3. And you can find out exactly where that is in San Diego. It's at a Petco on West Morana Boulevard. And that's rescuehouse.org. Again, that's rescuehouse.org. So check them out. And you can also find them on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash rescuehouse.org. Okay, I'm going to go right into taking calls. And six one two one, you are on the air. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. Hi there. So can you tell me who would you like to talk to today? Um, I ha- I'm hoping to talk to Flounder, and I put a picture of him on your Facebook page. Okay. He is, or was rather, a um, lab and shepherd mix, and he had a golden color, a darker golden when his hair was grown in. I'm looking for him. I don't see him. Flounder is his name? Yes, the picture has some text on it. Um, I just posted it to the timeline a little while ago. Oh, you, oh to the timeline. Okay, that goes. I don't see it. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to talk to him without the picture because I don't see it for some reason, but that's okay. So tell me again what he looks like. His name is Flounder, and what does he look like? Yes, and he is, he's a lab and shepherd mix, so he had a big fuzzy tail and ears that were a little more pointy like a shepherd, but then flopped over at the top, Um, Mm -hmm. and he was goldenish with a tiny tinge of red, Um, just very cute and a unique look. And he passed away recently? He passed away last spring. Okay, and what would you like to ask him? Well, we had to assist him in passing, which was an incredibly hard decision. And um, he was just in a lot of pain at the end and wouldn't eat and wouldn't. we couldn't even get his medication into him. He had cancer that was spreading. Oh. And I just want to make sure that he knew that it was a hard decision and that we were doing what was best for him and just see if he has anything to say that would help um, my husband kind of come to terms with that decision because I don't know that he has gotten over that yet. Okay, let's get him. Let's get him. Okay. He says that he wants to tell you both that you had to let him go. And then a nice well, it looks actually like a grandma and grandpa lady came for him and that they're taking care of him. Oh. He said that they placed a bed for him by a really beautiful garden. <laughs> That's so do you know sweet. He, do you know who he's talking about? A grandma and um, grandpa would either be yeah. your you know who they are? Yeah. I think it's my husband's grandfather and his grandmother on his other side. 
Oh, did they, um, did they like the garden? Sometimes the gardens can mean either if the yes. founder ha- had a place by the garden in life or whether they gardened on the other side. Usually what they say they're doing has mm-hmm. some sort of symbolism. It's, it's both. We had a big garden in the backyard that he enjoyed, and then they both um, gardened as well. Oh, that's so sweet. He says, to tell, tell Dad that I know he feels me put my paw on him. Aww. I know that he feels me. <laughs> that is so sweet. He said the cancer was really bad and I couldn't do it anymore. I know. He gives me the sense that his whole inside just felt nauseous. Oh, I know he felt so he felt bad. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, dizzy and nauseous. Helping me was the kindest thing that they did. Mm. They were really gentle with me. Mm-hmm. And they explained to me everything that was going to happen. So I didn't right. have any fear. And that the grandpa came and picked him up in a nice car. Grandpa came and did what? I'm sorry. And picked him up in a nice car. I don't know if he loves a car. Oh, that's cute. Um, not that I know of, but um, that's funny. That's really it sweet. It looks like an old, old, like, classic car, like, almost like a 20s car. Like, it looks old. Hmm. Old, the car. Okay. And, like, I can see the shifter, so I don't know what that means, but it's, he's almost saying, like, like the, it's shifting well. And I can see that, like, the grandpa is saying that. And so um, I don't know exactly what he's trying to say, sort of trying to hijack the session a little bit. But he's, he's um, it could mean something that, like, everything's driving smoothly. Or it could okay. mean, like, you guys should check the shifters in your car. Or, um, or mm. the shift from flounders from him going to heaven was smooth. Right. That he was there shifting for him. So it could be one okay. of those, you know. I want to, if I can ask him one more thing. My husband, sure. we have a new dog now, and I'm thinking that the reason he hasn't bonded with him as much is he feels guilty about it. Um, so I just wonder if, if so Flounder your husband knows. feels guilty about getting a new dog? Yeah. Like showing love. It's so interesting because that is so common for people that they mm-hmm. feel they feel that, and it's also common for people who lose a loved one, uh, a human loved one, right. both human and animal. So if they show love and enjoyment in life and with a new pet, that um, mm-hmm. it will negate anything of the. It's almost like cheating on them or something. Um, right. And that's just not the way it is. The universe doesn't really work like that. It's very very rare that the people and the animals on the other side are upset about um, the person mm-hmm. bonding. So let's sort of see what, what uh, Flounder says about that. I want him to. Good. I thought he would. He says he needs to have fun and he needs to walk. Okay. He really needs to loosen his hips and walk. He's saying that dad's also a good teacher. Okay. And if dad doesn't teach this dog, it's going to be sad. So like Flounder's saying, 
it's like, hey, you've done so much for me and you taught me so much. If you don't share mm-hmm. that with them, with this new dog, it's going to be sad for the new dog. It's like going to waste. Your knowledge is going right. to waste. Yeah. Can Flounder, um, can he? I think I'm, I'm going to stop you because I want to get to a new okay. next call. I want to get to another caller. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in today. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, everybody. And now we're going to 9378. You're on the air. Hi, my name is Alex, um, and my pet is, his name is Hammy. I put a Hammy. picture of him on. Yeah. Okay, I think we've had a Hammy on before. Have you guys called before? No, this is my first is it time. a new Hammy? Oh, great. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's Hammy. She's a is a, is it she a female or a male? He's a boy. He's a boy, and he's a huge kitty cat. So he's like he's got the cutest little white face and gray ears, and then gray and white body. So yeah. Um, what do you want to ask Hammy? Um, well, about two months ago, um, he went missing, and I spoke to another oh. pet uh, psychic who said that, um, well, we found out basically that he was hit by a car and um, they disposed of his body before I could get to it. So my question for Hammy, yeah, so um, my question for Hammy is I was wondering if he can hear me and um, I've been asking him to see if he can reincarnate and come back to me because I miss him so much. Oh, okay. Let's let's get Hammy and see. And oh God, he's so cute. I would miss him too. Hammy. He says that he wants you to know that he still loves you and that he can climb really high in trees where he is. He says he's been doing a lot of chasing crickets and things. He says, oftentimes I think about coming back. Hmm. He said, I haven't been able to find the swirl downward. I don't really know exactly what that means, but he's saying that he hasn't quite yet found the path to come back into life yet. So, Hammy, do you think that you will find the path to come back to them? I mean, is that something that you, that do you know that to be a true thing, that you will go back to them, or you come back to somebody else, or just come back to life, or what are you thinking? He says that he feels like he needs to do a lot of work in heaven first. What kind of work? Because it sounds like you're playing a lot. (laughs) He says he wants to learn a little bit more about following. Following what? Like following my people. Hmm. Um, did he take walks with you? Um, he did follow me around the house a bit. And, you know, like when he goes outside and he's like really far away, I would just call him and he'll just come running to me. Oh, he and would he come? Goes, yeah, he's oh. the only one that much. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it looks like he wants to like follow you. And I'm kind of just like a little bit, hey, uh, hear me? When you come back, are you going to be a kitty or are you going to be another animal? What do you think? 
Oh, he said he was thinking about maybe being a medium-sized dog. Really? That's interesting. Do you want a dog? <laughs> um, I like cats more, but I wouldn't mind a dog. I don't know if mom really wants a dog. But I want to do more things with her. Oh. I want to go more places. Well, maybe you could, like, go on a harness and mom could take you more places as, like, a cat. Just tell her to be open. Okay. So I think that there's something about Hammy that's trying to figure out when he comes back into life, how can he have a more active lifestyle with you? So he's thinking about like, oh, okay, can I be a dog? And can I go with her more places? Or you could maybe kind of put it out there and say, well, if I had a cat, maybe I could make you like a therapy cat or like sort of have like a, you could maybe just leash train him and get him yeah. out more. Yeah, um, like make, make him into like my traveling companion. Yeah, right. So know that. And I also feel like he's going to look pretty similar. Like his markings are going to be similar that, than what he has now, what he had in his life as Hammy. Whether he comes back as a dog or a cat, I feel like his markings will be similar. They might be different colors, or but he'll look he'll look somewhat similar. Sometimes he doesn't know exactly when he's coming because he said he hasn't found the swirl yet. But sometimes the universe has already put it in motion and he doesn't know it yet. And the other times not. So the best thing for you that you can do is love Hammy. He definitely hears you when you talk to him. Talk to him, you know, and just sort of hand it over to spirit and just be open. Maybe he'll come back to you now and maybe it'll be in 10 years time or something. But um, he will come back to you. He will come back to you in life. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, Yeah. I know. Well, you'll have to let us know, okay, if something happens and call us in. Oh, I definitely will. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You guys be well. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay, and now I'm going to 6293. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, my name's Kelly, and I have Bodie the pug, and um, I actually talked oh, to you a couple oh, weeks ago. Yes, I see Bodie, and you put him on canapet. Remind, yeah. Remind, remind us um, when when I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. What did he say? I forgot. Um, well, he has he has a deformed joint in his spine, which um, has damaged his spinal cord, and um, I guess his back and his his whole back section is kind of numb. And um, he also mentioned that he has allergies and kind of a, um acid reflux or something oh, like that. Right. And so we want to see. But you just started him on the canopet today. So he might not really notice a huge difference. But yeah, you want to just uh, see what he has to say? And, and did he yeah, need anything just, uh, from the yeah, Over the last a little weeks I've been getting him off his all those meds and um kind of trying to do the more natural route. So it's just uh-huh. we're just transitioning, but I just wanted to see how. What yeah, do you so think? how is he doing in that transition? Okay, so booty. I need to tell my mom something. 
she says one he says that one of the things that he's done since we that you've done since we talked or that he's realized since we talked is that mom's talking to me more and paying closer attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> She's trying to figure out my feelings more. Do you feel like that that's true? Yes, I um I try and do this thing with him where I ask him a question and if 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 the answer is yes, I try and get him to like put oh. his paw in my hand like shake. <laughs> oh, awesome. Have you been doing it? Um Sometimes, but I'm, I don't know. I'm still okay. trying to figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so one of the things that you should know is that you're you. He's understanding when you're asking the question, so he's getting that, and so he's answering you back. But maybe he doesn't yes yet have it all together that he's supposed to give you his paw for a yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. Bodie, what can mom do? Because do you understand that when mom wants like a yes, when she gives you a yes, you're supposed to give her, her you your paw? Do you understand that? She says that sometimes with a yes, he'll look at you and he'll just be happier. I'm not distraught. But if it's a no, I'm more heavy. So what he's saying is that he's trying to send you the energy of yes and the energy of no. Okay. Which is a lot, lot harder to pick up, huh, than a hand, than a paw. But um, yeah. kind of watch, watch for that, too, because you might be able to start picking that up. Yeah. I have noticed, like, some of his responses, he'll, like, he'll look down and his head will go down a little bit. So I'm trying to oh, figure I, out. I wonder when his head goes down if that's the no or if that's, like, the negative of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, we said that he'd be heavier. You know, so looking down would feel heavier. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Questions are hard, too, because you want to think, oh, you have to be really careful the way you phrase them. And you have to stick to that phrase in your head. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. say it and then switch it. It's so, like, that's, that's a, uh, uh, something for you to learn how to do and, and, um, and uh, perfect, you know, for yourself. So that he can receive the question. Because sometimes we ask the question and then we worry in our heads while we're waiting for the answer. And then they're getting the worry in our heads too. But that's like normal. You just have to catch yourself and like keep saying the question over and over the way you want it. Yeah. He says he also is feeling better in his body. Oh, good. He says he feels a little cleaner. So that's like a little less allergy. Oh, cool. And he says he likes it when you scratch the side of his face. Scratch his face? It looks like, yeah, it looks like right below his ears or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, he said. Oh, that's cool, Kelly. Well, can we call back in in a couple of weeks and we'll ask him how he's doing on the canopet? Like three weeks or oh. something. Give it okay. some time. Okay. okay. Cool. Thanks for calling in. Thanks so much. Bye, Kelly and Bodie. Okay, who should I pick next? I'm going to pick 5020. You're on the air. Oh, hi. My name is Teresa, and um, I have a little white male kitten named Atlas. Um, He's eight months old, and I put a picture of him 
and the, um, the kind of thing. He looks a little bit like my Makia. Have you ever seen her? She's white, no, too. No, Yeah. Um, okay. And so what do we want to ask him? He's an ongoing issue with his intestines, bleeding and whatnot. Oh, God, yeah, that's he's not had good. diarrhea and bleeding. Um, the bleeding has been somewhat sporadic, but I saw it again last night, and I was, hmm. I'm just concerned about it. I've, I'm, Is I it a lot of no, it was just a really light tinging, like last night. Um, I think it's from the dry food. I, I think because he had diarrhea for a long time, his intestinal wall is a little compromised, and so the roughness mm-hmm. of the dry food affects him. So he gets a lot of wet and some dry, but I'm just thinking of soaking yeah. the dry from now on, so it won't be an issue. But I'm Whoa, I'm curious about... The... Hmm? What are you curious about? Sorry. Oh, I'm... I'm I'm gonna try some raw food and things like that. I think mm-hmm. just down the line, um, just yeah, the dehydrated raw, yeah, yeah, the dehydrated yeah. raw. You can wet that too. Also, what's really good for the intestines is colostrum. You could just put a mm-hmm. little powder in his food, and that would oh. help his intestines. Okay. But always, if you see bleeding, you know, and you keep seeing it, I would take him to the vet. Yeah, so, he's he's um, been there period. He's been there for it a oh, few times. Okay. It's it's okay. more like. I'm curious about if there's a emotional or energetic, like spiritual component to this. Since just because oh, he's okay. so young, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah let's like Past life. Okay. Or... Let's get Atlas. Atlas, are you listening? What do you think? How's your tummy feeling and your bloody poops? He says sometimes he thinks he eats too fast. I just love to eat sometimes. And then I'm like, whoa, I ate too much. He says sometimes he wants you to fight with his belly, and then he's like, no, 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 don't do it. It sounds like he wants you to play with him and attack his belly, but then his belly hurts. He says, also, if you want to hear it about emotional component, I'll tell you this. What are you going to tell us? I have anxious legs sometimes. Wait, I, I have anxious he legs. Said. He says, sometimes he has anxious legs. Okay. And I think that we should do running really fast around the house. Maybe you could run with me. You could drag something, and then I could run alongside of you. <laughs> he wants you to play with him with, like, a string or something and, mm-hmm. like, really run. Because yeah, that, that emotionally makes me happy. Sometimes I get angry. And when I'm angry, I'm like, what should I do? Then he says he wonders if there's like a hammock swing he could swing in. Do you know what that is? No, but I could try to make one. Or put him in a towel or something and swing the towel? (laughs) Yeah. Funny. I don't think, okay, so what it sounds like to me, because he's eight months old, is like, he says it's like an emotional component, but I, I think it's just like his body. Like, I think he's trying to tell you, like, he needs more exercise. 
Yeah, he has. Like, he has a two-year-old sister, like a a kitty sister. A, so a kitty sister. Oh, so are they running around together? They they go crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's getting yeah, neutered in like two weeks. So he's not neutered yet. In like two weeks, he's gonna be. So oh, he's definitely racing so around after her. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So maybe it's this testosterone too is what's the anxious and angry legs. You know, maybe it's just he doesn't know how to express it. But it could just yeah. be a testosterone coming in. I'll bet you anything that's okay. what it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with his digestion. I mean, do you see him eat really fast? I mean, maybe he's just, like, not digesting his food because he's um, swallowing sometimes. it off. Yeah. I mean, there was no rice in his food because I was doing grain-free for the first few months because that tends to be what yeah. everyone says is the best. But it turned yeah. out he actually needed some, like, brown rice or something to solidify things more. So. I think that was part of the early part of the diarrhea, but I just think that oh. like his intestinal walls have just been sort of damaged by it. So I, I, I was just wondering if there's like a past life thing or something. Cause he shared some past lives with me where he was a horse and he, he didn't like being tied up or wearing harnesses. And oh, so wow. Atlas. I, was, I was wondering if there is just cause he's so young, if there was like a component coming in yeah. from a past life well, or something. I'm not picking he, that up from him. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. But, um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that there's that's not really there. I mean, it's possible that, like, he's sharing that past life element with just you, and he's not sharing that part with me. And, like, mm-hmm. with me, he's trying to talk about things that are happening in this life now, as an eight-month-old cat. Because yeah. the way he's talking to me is very much like an eight-month-old cat. <laughs> so he could, just, he could just share different things, you know? It's kind of yeah. like um, – you know, people like we talk about different animal communicators and how we get we can get different things, and it could just be the relationship that the animals share different things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, <laughs> I would try him on the dehydrated raw food. I think that would be really good for him. Yeah, he's been getting a little bit of that, and then he started to get like two weeks ago. He just stopped liking all of his food for the most part. So I was oh. I've just been concerned that. There's some weird change going on, but um, oh, I think maybe it's the testosterone levels too, and maybe once I mean, and that's a question for a vet, but maybe once that those get um, those once you get them neutered and that gets even, maybe yeah. he'll have less fluctuating. Okay. Yeah. Well, keep, well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Keep us posted. Have fun, yeah. Atlas. Bye. <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to put five eight five six. You're on the air. Hi. Oh, this is Becky. And Hi, I've Becky. sent you I've sent you some um an email about the the boy Mintins that fight so bad. Oh, I don't remember, ago. but that's okay. You can tell me now. Well, this is um, actually about Jordy, and Jordy's on your Facebook page. I see him. He's so cute. And I know that there's a lot of problems with um, anxiety. Is that's what is still causing her to itch so bad? We have, oh, is it the no. boys? We've changed food. She's, she knows it, that she doesn't walk on grass. Oh, and, and if she can tell me, I'm not 
Yeah, let's ask her about what what she thinks is making her itchy. But too bad my co-host I is not on today because she's been through a lot of itchy things with her doggy. So she's in the like there's no rash up. anymore. Oh, good. She, but she's okay. still. I maybe it just feels good. I don't know. But mm, let's get Jordy and ask. Okay. You know what's funny about Jordy is Jordy looks a little bit like. The kind of dog that that other little kitty wanted to look like. That hammy oh. wanted to look <laughs> That That is her um, crane pose when she's doing yoga. <laughs> so cute. Okay. Hold on. Maybe that's where hammy got it from. Okay. Jordy, how you feeling, honey? Sometimes I'm really itchy still off in my body. It's not even localized. It's everywhere. It's like my skin feels dry. It's really, really dry feeling. Do you see that? Does it flake? Yes. Or, well, it doesn't flake, but I started giving her fish oil about two weeks ago, oh. so that seems to make it better. Oh. But Oh, so... Uh-oh. Okay, I'm, I put Becky on hold because I think her fax machine was going off. So, Becky, we don't hear you anymore. Um, but so I'm just going to ask Jordy if she likes the fish oil. And then, um, so Jordy, honey, do you like the fish oil, honey? And she likes the fish oil and she thinks it's helping her. I want to stay on it. So yummy in my mouth. <laughs> so Becky, I would keep her on the fish oil a little longer and see if that helps her. I'm not really a nutritionist, so I don't, I can't really help with like uh, nutrition. But um, it sounds like that might be what's going to help her skin. So try it out a little longer and then maybe give us a call back. Okay. Bye, Jordy. Okay, now I'm going to, we're going to take one more caller maybe, and then we'll go to Stormy. Um, 0755, you are on the air. Hello. Um, I've got a blue and gold macaw. You do? So do I. Yeah, I know you do. I've seen your picture, and and it looks just like mine. Oh, wow. And so... Her name is Jasmine, and she won't let me leave the house without screaming. She won't let me talk on the phone without screaming. Um, she won't let me go to the restroom without screaming. Can you oh ask my her God. why? Yeah, and now, is this a new behavior or is this an old behavior? Um, it's been going on for a couple years now. Oh, my gosh. And is it like that? Yeah. <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Yeah, nobody on, on the internet can tell me how to get her to stop, and so I don't know oh what to do. Oh my God, I know that screaming well. Okay, so uh, let's ask Jasmine. Jasmine, honey, what's going on? Why are you freaking out every time mom leaves? What's going on with you? It makes me really nervous for her energy to be away. When her energy is away, I feel lost. 
I feel like I need her next to me. She's like my mate. Um, Jasmine, honey, it's really important that you let mom go leave the room. Like, don't you always notice that mom comes back? Don't you notice that? And so one of the things that you have to realize is that you have to fight your instincts. And you have to start sort of realizing that this is your life, that everything is okay, and that you could find other things to do. What else do you like to do besides your mom? Are there anything else that you, things that you like? Because I like finding things. Like, what do you like to find? I like finding nuts. Do you know what she's talking about? Like finding nuts, did you say? Yeah. You know what she's talking about? Do you play a game with her like that? We play peekaboo, but that has nothing to do with nuts. But the problem is that's one of her favorite foods, and so I'm having a hard time getting her to eat her vegetables and her pastas. Because she's eating so many nuts? Yeah, she's kind of spoiled. That's interesting, though. She's naughty. naughty. And so what kind of nuts are you giving her? Um, now I'm just giving her raw almonds. Oh, okay. And where, where are you getting them from? Um, at the regular store, but they're packaged. Are you getting, are you, are you getting them at like a regular supermarket or at a, a bird store? Yes. Yes. A regular supermarket, but they're not in a shell because she won't do the work. She'll throw the ones in the shell down on the bottom of her cage. So I had to get the ones in the package that are pre-packaged that are raw. Oh, that's interesting. And she won't open the walnuts and the shells, none of that. She wants me to do the work. How old is she? Um, in our lifetime, I believe she's four, going to be five. Well, she's young. She's really young. Yeah. Have you well, asked another... Have you asked a behaviorist about that? Well, I live in Nebraska, and we don't have a lot of good pet veterinarians here. I'm going to find someone online and ask them why does she, do they think a four-year-old wouldn't crack their own nuts? That's weird. So, um... So, Jasmine, honey, why don't you crack the nut? Because it's so much fun to, like, crack a nut. Like, my parrot loves to do that. And how come you don't want to crack the nut? Because they're really tasty and I don't want to get the, the nut stuck in my throat. Well, you learn with your tongue how to fit them out. You learn. You just got to keep practicing. So if that happened once, you should do that some more. And... um and how come you don't like your fruits and vegetables? What's going on with that? I like some vegetables. I like carrots or something orange. You know what that is? Yeah, I do give her carrots, but I need her to eat the beans like the, you know, the... Yeah, lentils. I think... I, have, I think you should... I think you need to find someone and because I have a feeling that she's got something nutritionally going on with her because nuts have a lot of fat in them. So why is she yeah. craving a lot of fat? 
What's the story with that? And like, is she eating bananas? Will she eat bananas? Yeah, we give her bananas every morning. Good. And is she eating them? Yep. Good, good. Well, she wants to find nuts. So I would, um, I would have her find find the nuts. Like maybe you could put them in like something that she could go like underneath something or kind of hide them in her cage and then leave the room. And see if she can okay. get her busy finding the nuts. But the other thing that sort of concerns me, and I don't know, I would also try, I know they're raw nuts, but I would maybe try another brand. Because Seymora, I get these raw nuts, but they have the, they have, they're in the shell from the, mm-hmm. um, from the bird store. And she, like, screams like a nutcase when she's on those. But when I give her a different kind of almonds that I get from another store, store she's fine she doesn't scream so I don't know if there's something with those nuts the way they're treated or something I don't know so I would see if you could get like an organic raw or like or just try a different brand of nut and see if her screaming gets less okay because it's only when I you know when she doesn't have my complete attention or if I walk I know I think you should I I gotta go because I gotta do Stormy's Words of Wisdom but I think okay. you should book a private <laughs> or I book a private or call, book a private so we can really talk to her. Um, okay. Okay. So, uh, or Thank you can you. call back in again, but, um, okay. but I think there's, there's a lot more to discuss with her for sure. Um, okay, everybody, we're going to get to Stormy's words of wisdom. And I think what I'm actually going to do today is I'm going to actually we're going to skip Stormy because we're running out of time and I'm going to do Bean because David, who's um, our wonderful helper of Pet Psychic Radio, hasn't been on enough. So I'm going to get Bean to do Words of Wisdom and she's my bunny. Bean, honey, what do you want to say for Words of Wisdom? She wants to tell everybody that they should check their animal's environment. And that they should make sure that they have enough sun and enough clean water and love time every day. You have to sit with your animal and give them love time every day, even if you're busy. Oh, Bean, I so agree. We've been working on that with Bean because she's so low maintenance. The other thing that I want to say is that animals need And you should make sure your animal has challenges because then they feel better about themselves. That's great, Bean. Okay, everybody, go to my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, thepetpsychic.com. And thank you for listening to today's show. And talk with your animals. Thanks for, for being on the show today and for listening. Bye, everyone.